Our text for today is from Malachi. And it's a text that you may think, well, that sounds like that should have been last week, uh, talking about our investing our money, giving our tithes and our offerings. But I think that this text from Malachi is really talking about investing in the future. How we get ourselves in a position to be blessed by God, to have a blessed future. And that's what I want to talk about today, how we invest in our future. Malachi chapter 3, beginning with verse 8. Would you stand with me as we share these words of Scripture? Will anyone rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how are we robbing you? In your tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house, and thus put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. See if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you an overflowing blessing. I will rebuke the locust for you so that it will not destroy the produce of your soil, and your vine in the field shall not be barren, says the Lord of hosts. Then all nations will count you happy, for you will be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> it was a uh, confirmation class. And uh, we had been rolling along for a few weeks and everything was going well. And we came to the week of talking about the future. We talked about the idea of the future, the end when God is complete in redeeming the world and reconciling all things to God through Jesus, the end of time as we know it. And then we talked about uh, the future in terms of the future of the church and how by going through confirmation and making a decision to follow Christ and to become a member of the church that the confirmands were taking a place that was going to help guide the church into the future. And then we talked about their own individual futures, what they wanted to be and what they wanted to do. And to get them involved in that, I asked them, right now, what do you think you want to do with your future? And they really got into that. They talked about their career choices and their vocations and their dreams. And it was a wonderful list. It was doctors and contractors and lawyers and teachers and dancers and artists and computer programmers and game designers. You name it, there was one represented in that group. And uh, it really brought home to them that idea that the future, they were going to make some decisions in their life that would help determine how they experienced their future. And that was my goal, was to have them understand that the decisions they made in their life right now had an impact on their future. And most of all, I wanted to inspire them in a way that every time they thought about their decisions that would affect their future, they would always have in that uh, thinking their faith, their discipleship what that means to them as a Christian to make those choices that would determine their future. 
Well, it went really well. And so I was a little full of myself thinking, nailed it, you know, with uh, how wonderful I'd done. And so I said, well, it's about time to go. Let's uh, gather up our stuff. And we were getting in a circle to say our prayer at the close. And this young man with all the seriousness and uh, sincerity in the world looked at me and said, but wait, Barry, you didn't tell us what you are going to do with your future. And I said, what do you mean? This is what I'm going to do with my future. And I'll never forget the look of confusion and consternation on his face as he stared at me for a moment before he said, you're not being serious right now, are you? <laughs> what? I'm not being serious? What? That was the first moment in my life that I had ever seen the decisions I'd made that determined my future through the eyes of another person who didn't think that was a great idea. <laughs> who thought, you can't be serious. This is what you're going to do with your life? You see, my parents had pretty much raised me to be in the ministry and to make that choice to be in the ministry. And I'd only been around people who thought that was a great idea. And it was so life-changing for that instant to see that decision and all the decisions that led up to that through the eyes of someone who wasn't sure that was a good use of my time for the rest of my life. You know, it's true whether we're a child or a confirmand or youth or whatever age adult we are to be very intentional about the decisions that we make. Because our decisions that we make every day of our life go into the mix of all those factors that determine how we experience our future. It's by our decisions day by day that we invest in our future. That we put ourselves in a position to experience the future that we dreamed of and experience the future that God wants us to have. What do you long for your future to look like? What do you long for your children's futures to look like? Your grandchildren? What do you long to be the future of Sun Creek Church? What do you long for the future of your community, your neighborhood, to be? These are important questions for us to ask ourselves because the decisions we make today make a difference. Well, the prophet Malachi is a very interesting uh, person. He's the only prophet in all of the scripture who share an invitation to challenge God about the future. Other places in the scripture, it's don't tempt God, don't test God, don't, right? But Malachi says, here's a challenge. God is asking, test me and try me. Because what you decide right now, God is saying to the people, is going to determine how you experience your future. Malachi is writing 
at the very end of the kingdom of Judah, it's not a good time. The priests have failed utterly. Worship has been corrupted and is very rapidly being abandoned. The future for the people that Malachi writes to is not bright. They're about to be conquered by foreign power. The future of the people is not a glorious future. I have no doubt that to the people Malachi is writing to, the future looked like no future at all. It is a dire situation. And yet into that desperate time and into that despair, God speaks a word of challenge. Test me and try me. God asks, would you rob God? And then they have these wonderful images that the prophets used. The blessing of the soil, the protection of the crops. All of these are ways of speaking about the future. They're not immediate blessings that change their lives. It's a long view. It's a long-term view of a blessed future in God. It's not a formula for an immediate uh, wealth or health. It's not a quid pro quo. You do this and God has to do that. God asked, how do you rob God? And God says, through the giving of your tithes and offerings. And often preachers stop there and say, okay, give me your money. And this verse has been used that way through the years. But in the context of what Malachi is talking about is the, fail, the effect of the failure of the priesthood and the absence of worship in the life of the nation. Giving the tithes and offerings are a part of worship. And worship is all ultimately about the giving of ourselves to God. Giving is about worship, and worship is about the giving of ourselves. So we can rob God. We have the power to rob God. We rob God when we don't put God in God's rightful place in our life. We rob God when we don't show God the honor and reverence in our daily lives that God deserves. We rob God when we withhold our gifts and our talents in ministry to be used in the kingdom. We can rob God by being selfish, not just with our money and our resources, but by being selfish with our love and our grace and our compassion and our, com and our kindness. Malachi is speaking out of this narrative that's woven in all of the scriptures. That obedience to God brings blessing to our life. And blessing makes any future God's future. It helps us experience any future as a future where God is present and where God is loving us.
The future may not always be filled with wealth and health and joy and peace. And you don't have to have too many birthdays in this life to realize that nobody's future is always wealth and health and joy and peace. But oh, what a blessed future it is where we know in the hardest of times that God is faithful. What a blessed future it is when we know God is present with us no matter what the circumstances that life brings to us. Blessed is a future where we know that all God asks of us is our obedience and that our obedience is all we have to give God. And God asks no more and no less than for that in our lives. But in the ultimate sense, Malachi really does lead us to the place that we think of how we rob God the most. It's when we make decisions that take us out of position to be blessed by God the way God longs to bless us. Malachi says, God wants to pour out an overflowing blessing into all the people's lives. An overflowing blessing. God is not selfish. And God is not a grudging giver. Malachi makes that clear to us. God longs to pour into us an overflowing blessing. So in the relationship, the equation of our relationship with God, the only variable in that is on our side of the equation. We know who God is. And God is loving and gracious and giving and wanting to bless. So we're the one. We need to make decisions that keep us in that place where we can experience those blessings and receive those blessings and share those blessings. In other words, we need to live in such a way every day that we are investing in our future. So I ask again, what do you want your future to look like? Remember that the choices we make today invest in that future and will make a difference in how we experience that future as it comes. The proof of that is all around us. When we have that moment in our life that we realize God's love and grace and forgiveness offered to us in Jesus Christ and we make the decision to accept that and embrace that, it's not just about that day. It's about every day in our future. When we commit to be a part of a congregation, it's not just about that day. It's about the future of that entire congregation from that day forward. When we say yes to whatever ministry or place of service God is calling us, it's not just about that day. It's about the, our future and the future of every life that's changed because we said yes to God. Everyone we interact with through that place of ministry. The call in Malachi is to make decisions today that put us in a position to be blessed fully by God. Not just today, but in a 
blessed future. So let us make those kinds of decisions every day. Commit ourselves to be obedient in worship and in giving and in serving and in sharing our faith. To know God is with us no matter what the future holds. To know that God loves us no matter what the future holds. What more blessed future could we have than that? Together, let's invest well in our future and know all the blessings God has for us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen.